Tonics, serving you piping hot takes on Simpsons Classics. I'm Ashley Jeff, and I'm here with my co-host, Malice Williams. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot. Fuck it. I did not sign up for this on September 24th. I'm so over it. I'm just trying to stay inside as much as possible until fall rolls around. It is fucked up. I try not to complain because, like, I'm from Florida where it's hot all the fucking time. And, but it was fucked up. I was walking to the bank on Friday at work and the bank sign outside said 98 fucking degrees and Nick Lachey was nowhere to be found. So fuck that. Fuck that. We both moved north. Yes. From where we grew up. And it just doesn't feel right. No. And I'm genuinely terrified that this planet will burn to death. Well, bitch, it's gone. Or I get to die. I mean... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, we are shit-canned, basically. Like, this globe is is bound for death. I mean, I would like to outbeat it, but hell fucking knows. No, like, it's... Like, sometimes I just think, like, how fucking bananas it is that in the entire history of this planet, we are in the generation that is probably one of the last, if not the last one. Like... Damn, I just got real like, sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, of all the times we could have been born... We're we're probably at the end of it. But, like, I definitely wouldn't want to be around, like, 500 years ago. Well, yeah, it also sucked before, like, yeah. I could do... I could order hair dye off my phone. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I wouldn't want to exist then either. So, I guess... I guess it just sucks to be alive. It sucks, man. I was in church a few hours ago, and there's no fucking AC in that bitch. Yeah. No disrespect, God. And, um, I'm sitting there waving myself, like a person in a damn Nancy Myers movie. I don't know. And, like, my ass is sweating. <laughs> like, my skirt was soaked. It was fucked up. Um, it was really fucked up. Um, yeah. Just because it's been... I mean, I think in general, the summer is really good. I'm, I've never been a summer bitch. I've yeah. always hated hot weather. Always hated summertime. Yeah. But I've, it's been a really nice summer in general. Yeah, like, this has not been so bad. No, it hasn't. Like, I'm really gonna miss leaving the house half-naked. Like, just, you know, shorts... Tank top, go. Yeah. Um, that's gonna, that was really nice. I've always taken that for granted, but I really enjoyed it this summer. So I'm sorry that I was mean all those years, but this last week of bullshit was fucked up. It's officially autumn. We can't do that no more. It, it's, it's fucked up. It's September fucked up. is almost over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> it was my birthday yesterday. Yeah! And it was so hot! I'm sorry! <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. The universe but, has yeah. no respect. Um, on that note, I want to mention that, um, I was at Crown Liquors last night and for my birthday, and we got a pizza from next door at Dante's, and I just want to apologize to the people at Crown Liquor, because um, when we left, we'd had a few drinks, and I just left the pizza there on the table. No. I, f I, I feel really bad. I just left it there. I was like, they'll clean it up, but like looking back oh on that, God. that was a dick move, and I'm really sorry. Um, I won't do it again. <laughs> Better not. Uh I mean, I hope some of y'all enjoyed that. There was, like, half a pizza left. Y'all could have eaten it. It was great. All right, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm really sorry. In my defense, it was my birthday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that defense doesn't go very far, but it was. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Uh, did you get any cool birthday presents? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah. My uh, Lucy, she... Send me a t-shirt that it says Steve Harrington in, in the Stranger Things font. Oh, my God. Um, very on brand. 
And um, Allison, that son of a bitch, sent me a um, freaking Funko of um, Jared from Silicon Valley. <laughs> so it was fun. And my mom and my aunt sent me a mess load of um, canned boiled peanuts. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's a little touch of home, and I've been eating those at home. It's been fun, yeah. Awesome. It's not too late to send me money. Venmo me. Uh, send me gifts. What's your Venmo? <laughs> oh, shit, what is it? It's like Malice or something? I don't know. All right. Well, if you can figure out what her Venmo <laughs> is, yeah. send her either, either send her 69 cents or send her $4.20. That's what or I always do. Or $69. If you, $69. If you really want to go yeah. above and beyond. Yeah, not that rich. I yeah. always... Um, Venmo my friends on their birthday 69 cents if I don't like them very much or $4.20 if I do like them. Which I just remembered I forgot to do yesterday, so I'll do it later. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) Speaking of that, though, um, we were at the bar and there was a receipt in our ashtray on the table Mm -hmm. and it was an ATM receipt and whoever's whoever's receipt this was, their available balance in their checking account was over 40 grand. Can you imagine? And to have the audacity to just leave that there for someone to find. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they had withdrawn $100 from an ATM, some bar somewhere. It wasn't even the bar we were at. It was from oh a different bar. Yeah, over 40 grand in their checking account. I cannot even yeah. imagine what it would be like to have that much And I was money. telling my mom about this, and she was like, well, I'm sure several people in that city have more money than that. And I'm like, I know, but I've never been confronted with it. Yeah. So, you know, in that way? Yeah. And it was really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever that was... Um, HMU, like, let's talk. I mean, I, whatever, but it was just really fucked up to um, see it in person. Someone that someone that I'm in an improv class with was telling us the other day that there's apparently a little area in Chicago colloquially known as uh, the Viagra Triangle, which is... I'm listening. ...where um, it's, like, at the intersection of, like, a bunch of different, like, bars or, like, clubs, I guess, where, like, old rich men hang out, and it's notable for, like, being the spot where, like, women go to pick up sugar daddies and, like, rich old men go to find, like, hot youngsters to spend money on, and I was like, how have I not heard of this before? That's crazy. I mean, like, I totally believe that. Yeah. that makes sense, but that's also wild. Yeah, I have to go check it out. Now. Yeah, let me know and then give a report on our next pod. Like All right. <laughs> how it went. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, men are gross. Um, I <laughs> uh, last night when I was picking up the pizza, I was wearing a crown because we have a crown that we wear, wear on birthdays, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, and the guy was like, "What's the occasion?" <laughs> and I was like, over my shoulder, like my birthday. Like <laughs> very, they don't talk to me very. It's my birthday, and he's like, yeah. "Do you mind if I ask how old you are?" And I was like, "26." And he was like, wow, I'm exactly twice your age. Oh, no. And I said, yikes. <laughs> and he said, why yikes? And I was like, <laughs> and I just like left with my pizza. Uh, didn't, like, what the fuck? Gross. Yeah. Like, didn't ask, never gonna ask. Um, you're old and gross. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't have the time. Um, yeah. The other day, I finally did something that we all knew I was going to do eventually, and that is I... Uh, uh, Uber Eats to McDonald's to my house at 2 a.m. Ooh, I Uber Eats um, McDonald's, like, the day before yesterday. Um, I knew that I was holding off on doing this because I knew, like, once I did it once, I would probably just yep. start doing it all the time. Yep. 
Um, I finally caved and did it a few days ago. Um, after work, I was like, oh, I'll hit up 7-Eleven on my way home. The 7-Eleven that is on my way home from work has this really fucking annoying habit where they all, they will lock the doors when what? they're in the back doing shit. Oh, my. So you can either stand there and, like, knock on the door for, like, ten minutes until someone comes out, or you can just fucking go. And I was like, fuck this. Um, so I just ordered McDonald's, had it delivered to my house. My Uber Eats delivery guy gets out and he hands me my bag and then he goes, it's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, oh, happy birthday. And he said, thank you. And then he just left. And then I was like, you know what? I would have done the exact same thing if it were my birthday. I mean, you don't. You I would have said, hello, here's your food, it's my birthday. You don't have to be on the clock at 2 a.m. Yeah. on Uber Eats if you don't want to, if I... Oh, no, you yeah. don't, but I respect his commitment to just broadcasting yeah, and, that it was his birthday, and, and that he was yeah. doing me the noble sacrifice of bringing me McDonald's at 2 a.m. when it was his birthday. It's like... It sucks being at this age now where your birthday is no longer really a celebration. Oh, yeah, no one point. cares. No one cares, and it kind of sucks ass. Yeah. Because I love me and I love celebrating me. Mm-hmm. But even when I was, like, planning a birthday thing, I was like, yeah. I can't... What am I going to do? Like, yeah. laser tag? Like, you're 26 years old, Malice. All you can do is say, let's go to the bar. Let's yeah. get a pizza. Because anything more than that, you're like, feel like you're, like, being gross, which you kind of are. Yeah. Like, if a friend of mine, you know, my age, was like, we're going to go play laser tag and then, like, hit up Chuck E. Cheese, I'd be like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I miss being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I miss being able to have, like, parties for yeah. your birthday, you know? Yeah. That, whatever. I... <laughs> we should just be allowed to have parties to celebrate ourselves whenever we want. Yeah. Honestly, who even needs a birthday? Yeah. Let's just do it. Um, hey, did you uh, engage any sick pop culture touchstones this week? Goodness gracious. You know, not really. I've been working six-day weeks, and it sucks an entire Yikes. butthole. Um, but, I mean, I've been rewatching This Is Us, but that's yeah. a huge shock to no one. Um, still great. But I do find that I am crying way less this time around. The first time I watched This Is Us, like, mm-hmm. as the season was airing, I was a gross mess during yeah. most of those episodes. Now as I rewatch it, I still cry, but way less. So maybe that means I'm growing or just or getting numb to yeah, my emotions. Becoming more jaded also. Either way, uh, not great. Um, yeah, we watched the Emmys together on Sunday. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, last week. Um, um it was fine. pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I, it was not as anger-inducing, no. as most awards shows tend to be for me. I still have beef with Veep winning, um, just because, like, Veep sucks ass now, um, <laughs> at me, I don't care. Um, and it's just, it's that weird thing where, like, Atlanta won Best Lead Actor, Best Directing, and then, like, Best Something Else, and it did what so what does it mean when it wins all those individual awards, but it doesn't win the big one? What are you trying to say? Yeah, yeah. It's very shady. Um, I'm not saying this as someone who's, like, you know, bitter. I just, it's interesting, like, yeah. I would say this about any in any scenario. Um, so that was kind of weird to me, but shout out to Dong Lover. He really did it. Yeah. We I'm watched so proud him, of him from the beginning. Yeah. Shout out to Mystery Team. Like, oh my God, right? <laughs> we out here. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. It's really nice to see people that you've loved for a long time, like, you know, yeah. get big. Yeah. The talent cannot be stopped. <laughs> um, yeah. Um,. Big blow to Scientology. I know everyone thinks that this is a big FD because, you know, Lizzie Moss out here winning awards, but um, 
everything I've read on the Scientology circle of the internet, which I'm very familiar with, <laughs> says that uh, Miscavige is shook. Really? Basically, Lee Remini is fucking shit up on her show, and they are nice. they are mad. Mm. And on the last last week's episode, she called them out by name. She was like, "Tom Cruise." you're a wuss like like she, and she's like you all know what y'all are doing y'all are fuck asses y'all are fake as fuck like it's crazy she's mad and she has every right to be mad God, and also I need to watch this you do because like it's so good because it'd be good if anybody was doing it but it's kind of awesome that it's Leah Rimini because she's like a B-list celebrity so she literally has nothing to lose yeah so you're not gonna see some big name like J-Lo or you know some huge person doing this shit because they have everything to lose wait is J-Lo involved in Scientology? no she was just the first the first name I thought of oh because she's okay. friends with Leah Rimini oh um, wow but just like it's 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 better coming from a B-list celeb because she has literally nothing to lose so she has no reason to shut the fuck up <laughs> and and David hates her and I'm thrilled she's in a beat ass I cannot wait also the tension between her and Mike Rinder is crazy I know they're both married but I'm not crazy <laughs> it's out there it's real yes How, what about you Eddie's pop culture um yeah I don't really think I have anything to report this week unfortunately yeah. um my friend Katie has gotten me really into the Enneagram personality like it's like a, I don't know, it's like a system for, like, personality types or whatever. Um, loan me some books I've been reading. I'm actually getting very into it because I love that pseudo-psychology bullshit. Um, hmm. I do. Guys, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a four, if you didn't know. <laughs> this so, sounds like some Scientology no, bullshit. But I do want to ask you, as you would know, yes. um, I am very vocal about my... Um, I guess, just frustration and um, dis- dismissal of astrology. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you. Yes. So, uh, it was my birthday yesterday, which uh-huh. is the start of Libra, yes. I guess. So, yes. I've seen a lot of tweets that are like, it's Libra season. It's Libra season. And yeah, there'll be like some sassy gif with it. And what does this mean? Like, uh, I, it, does it mean like it's my time? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like when during the time that... Um, so, this chunk of the anyone year. Anyone who is born during is that sign. So, like, okay. when the sun is in Libra, which it is now, we kind of casually refer to that as, like, whatever season. Okay. So, um... But what does this mean for me? Um, <laughs> it just means that, like, the kind of things that, um... Like, your personality is gonna be probably a little bit more... People are gonna... The world in general <laughs> are gonna take on more kind of aspects of your personality. It's gonna be a little better received... Because when the sun is in your sign, then it kind of like affects. If you were to ask me, I'm not. I'm not. This I'm, question, no, seriously, I, you cannot. No, laugh at I'm, me when I'm I not. It. I'm not. I just it, you go on. <laughs> um, I just see the gift, so I'm like, I want to know. What, I'm being talked about. I want to know what it means. Like, it just yeah, it just means that like yeah, you're kind of like um, brand of like I don't know sassy individuality is probably going to be a little bit more the vibe this month, you know? Like, people are going to be into that. Probably people are going to be embracing more aspects of that. Like, I'm a Cancer, so during Cancer season, you know, people um, tend to be a little bit more, like, sentimental and emotional and sensitive, and that's, like... or, Or people are more receptive to people being that way, because when the sun is in your sign, then it kind of, like... You know, it's not a huge influence, but it affects the vibe a little bit. And also, it's just fun to be like, it's Libra season, bitch. Like, 
Time for the Libras to shine. I'm gonna tell my boss this so I can't get in trouble <laughs> when I fuck up. Yeah, all, there you go. All the time, which I have been lately. It's Libra season. It's Libra season. Yeah. Anything else going on? Um, no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, life is... whatever. <laughs> life is just a succession of days in which not much happens, and yeah. then occasionally something happens, and then everyone forgets about it the next day. Yep. And we are getting into fall, that should be nice. Um, yeah. War season Seasonal depression, baby. Yay! Um, should we go ahead and get into it? Yeah, why not? So it was your turn to pick this week, what film we watched. Yes. Um, I don't really know why I decided to pick this. It just kind of came to me. Okay. I decided that we should uh, watch Taxi Driver. I think, was Robert De Niro at the Emmys or something? Yes, he was. Okay, that's probably what it was. That's probably, yeah, that's what it was. I was like, hey, let's watch Taxi Driver. Um, Which is, I mean, iconic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, 100%. Uh, had you seen this before? I had not. Have you? Okay. I watched it once, like, several years ago when I was, like, doing this thing where I was, like, watching all the, like, iconic films. Um, all the edgy iconic films, you know. Because I was cool. (laughs) Um, so I watched it then, but I hadn't retained a whole lot or, like, really, um... I guess ruminated on any significance of anything that had happened in it. So it was just kind of like a lot of scenes in this were like vaguely familiar, but it wasn't like I'm not intimately familiar with this movie. Hadn't given it a ton of thought before. All right, yeah. So Good did pick. you did you like it? Um, I I didn't. I will say that I didn't like hate it. Yeah, I was. I didn't feel like it was like a time waster. Like I feel like a lot of these movies are, mm-hmm. but it's very much the same emotion that I feel with a lot of these movies I watch, which is. I don't feel like it really added anything significant to my life now, having seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the whole point of this podcast is, is it really hashtag iconic? One of those things that left me kind of frustrated with, ah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's fine. It was yeah. it was good for the most part, but I, I am probably not going to think about this again. Yeah, I think for me, um, I was watching it and I was like, this is a good movie. It's a well-made movie and it's interesting Mm -hmm. and that's exploring something pretty unique um i mean like a little bit basic in a like white man way but like it was it was it is a bit of a novel idea to like kind of watch a out of touch basically villain devolve to the point where they become a villain, you know, to watch what breaks a man mm-hmm. to that point. Um, now in the age of, like, Breaking Bad or whatever, it's not quite as mm-hmm. profound, yeah. I think. But I could see how a couple decades ago, um, this was a big deal. But I did not enjoy watching it. Yeah, It wasn't fun for me. Um, yeah. It wasn't enriching for mm-hmm. me. I was like, I don't really need to watch this IRL Twitter egg like exactly life. I yes. know what <laughs> men are like and I know what terrible people are like and I just yeah. didn't feel like I needed that insight or that it was beneficial to me to like exactly watch it or interesting it so, wasn't interesting to me so many of these movies we watched are just again and again hammering home the point that like men are complicated and dark yeah. and it's like <laughs> Okay, we all are, dude. Yeah. Like, all of us have shit, and you can't carry it around with you. Like, we get it. Um, 
I'm not saying that I don't ever want to see a movie about like one person going through their own shit and like yeah. dealing with it. I'm not saying that at all. But and I don't need every movie yeah. to be like happy and, yeah. and upbeat and and constructive or whatever. Um, but I guess it's just like yeah, I know people like that exist and they suck. <laughs> um, and I think for women, especially like outspoken women uh, like us. Uh, we have enough experience in life with people like this that we don't really need to watch movies about them. Especially yeah. in the age of the internet where anyone yep. can fucking, <laughs> like, you know, say whatever they want to you yep. at any time. Um, I don't yeah. think we need this. No. Um, but, I, but I definitely see... I definitely think it was well made. and I think Scorsese's a great director. Yes. It's a good example of that. And it was... Probably to a white man in when was this movie made? Seventy six. And to a white man in nineteen seventy six, this was probably a very like profound and interesting mm-hmm. and different idea. Yep. Um. Before we were just oversaturated with people like this blaring their opinions in our faces yep. all the time and electing Trump. Mm, um. Good stuff. Yeah. I guess to a to a, a modern woman. I don't think that this is, like, anything revelatory. Yeah. Let's just get into the basics here. 1976, directed by Scorsese, written by Paul Schrader. Um, a lot of uh, thems in this movie. Robert yeah. De Niro, Jodie Foster, mm-hmm. Sybil Shepard, um, National Treasure's very own Harvey Keitel. Yes. Yes. Um, basically, this dude, Travis Bickle, is his name. He's been honorably discharged from, like, the army or whatever, from Vietnam. Yeah. And he comes home, and it's him kind of dealing with his life. He has insomnia, so he becomes a taxi driver so he can drive all night and do whatever the fuck he wants. And it just takes off from there. Um, It kind of shows him devolving, I guess his, like, psychiatric state devolving. Um, But it's just, to be honest, I don't feel like his character is well enough developed so that whenever he started going crazy, I was like, can you relax? (laughs) Like, if if they had given me more, like, I don't know, reasons to show that he's crazy, but he kind of just seemed bored and then started to go bad. Yeah, he's (laughs) not ever a sympathetic character. Like, even in the beginning, before he goes nuts, like, he's not sympathetic to us. Now, there are are some shady dudes who would probably identify with this character in the beginning and be more emotionally affected by his, you know... De-evolution. Yeah. Uh, but to me, I'm like, fuck this guy. I don't care about him. There's nothing I identify with about him. He's not interesting or, like, compelling. Um, so I don't really care that he goes yeah. crazy. I'm just like, yeah, that's what happens when you let men just do what they want. But it's kind of one of those things where, like, we've talked about it before. Like, I don't need to relate to a character or to oh, understand yeah. where he's coming from to enjoy watching him. Good example being Don Draper. Yeah. I'd never ever once understood where this dude was coming from. Yeah. I never once related or anything, but I still loved watching his life get fucked to pieces. Yeah. Like, it was very intriguing media to watch. Yeah. So for me, this kind of missed the bill a little bit, and maybe it's just because I'm a modern woman and I've seen it all, bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you go back 40 years, shit's gonna be just less impressive, I guess. God, yeah. The entire time yeah. I was watching this, I was like, if I were a different person in a different time, mm-hmm. I, I would be so yeah. affected and interested and intrigued by this movie. Yeah. But right here, right now, being yeah. the person I am, I just can't, like... I can't get into it. I'm just, I was just, like, mildly annoyed by yep. everything Travis said and did. Yeah. Um, and nothing about it was, like, um, 
outrageous in a different way than I'd already seen before so many times. You just get exhausted by men who are like, I fucking hate the scum of the earth and I Uh hate everyone, but also I want to be around it all the time so that I have reasons to justify my anger. Like, sis, if you hate it so much, leave. Like, kick rocks. There's literally a line um, when he is narrating, you know, because there's like voiceover narration. Very noir. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, Oh, every night before I bring my taxi back, I clean out the cum. And yeah, I was like, ugh. you ain't gotta let people jizz in your car, but <laughs> Yeah, but you, you can kick them out. You can. When they, start, when they whip it out, you can say... Goodbye. Bye. Like, I don't care how gritty the 70s was in New York. Like, gross. Like, yeah, you are a man who wants to complain about washing cum out of his car. Ugh, gross. Like, that's who you are. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna let people come in your car oh, so that you can complain about it later. Yeah, exactly. We all know that. We all know that guy who lets people <laughs> come in his car just so he can bitch about it all the time. We've all been there. In in regards to not being impressed because like we're in a modern time period, a lot of the time I watched this movie, I kept thinking to myself, this reminds me a lot of Drive, but Drive was way more compelling to me as a mm-hmm. film. Um, it's not like an exact replica, but you have this pseudo kind of um, morally ambiguous character, the lead character, driving around, doing things, and shit gets fucked up, and there's a lot of crime and blood involved. But Drive, to me, is way more interesting, and just, it just shows that as time goes on, shit gets better, like, in regards to film and media. Like, there are some movies that we've watched that have stood the test of time and are, like, really awesome and fun, but, like, sometimes time is just a gift yeah. that, that film needs, and, um, yeah. Literally the first note in my phone watching this movie is, I could be watching Fight Club right now. Oh my god. Like, you know? Um, it's just a more interesting and compelling uh, version of this same kind of story. Yep. Um, and maybe that's kind of where this goes a little wrong, is that it tries to play things a little too realistically in the beginning and be a little too like this could be any Vietnam veteran that you know you know yeah. you dismiss the the concerns and the the red flags that you that the people around you throw but like when is it going to be the person who finally fucking breaks and kills a bunch of people like you know like there's a scene where he tries to like tell his bro about his, like, homicidal thoughts, and the dude's just like, yeah, okay, whatever, like... A Bozo the Clown? What? Wasn't that Bozo the Clown? The guy with the hair that he was talking to? Oh, God, yeah. The same guy that was, like, bragging about his sexual exploits, and I was like, dude, no one's fucked you. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's fake. Yeah, Um, that's very fake. Um, yeah, I think there's... They're trying to do this whole, like, you know... Be careful because you never know what what when someone's gonna break. But also, it could be anyone. But yeah. also, I guess like that almost diminished the impact for me because by making him kind of passive and like uncompelling in the beginning, it didn't make me feel like he was more realistic. It just made me feel less connected to him. Yeah. Whereas you know, fucking Ed Norton, his character in Fight Club is just like so weird and magnetic and even when he's being like you know passive and whiny and like I don't know you still are just like interested by the weird shit that he does Mm -hmm. and has to say um so I don't know I feel like that that's the difference between these two movies for me like why I'm really into one and not really 
caring about the other. Yeah. And it sucks because, like I said, this is like a good movie. Yeah. Like it's well written, it's well, well made, yeah. well made, well acted, well directed, mm-hmm. and watching it is like cool. This is a good movie. I just don't like it. Exactly. Also, in that line about cleaning cleaning the cum off the car, he also I wrote the sound because it was like puzzled me. Yeah. He's like. Oh, the creeps and the bozos and these is like the skunk pussies. Oh yeah, that's like an, a whole iconic bit, right? Where he's like, you know, um, what is it like? You know, all the all the freaks come out at night or whatever. Yeah. Like that's a thing in pop culture, but no one ever talks about the part of the line that comes after that, where he just spouts a whole bunch of offensive shit, like drops like, a yeah. racial slur, and is like skunk pussies. Yeah, what is so that? What? Like. Don't act like that's something we've all said. It's like, oh yeah, all the freaks in the skunk pussy. Like that. If someone said that to me in conversation, I'd be like, can you back up? What? Crazy, crazy. Um, and also, like this guy, he's like, yeah, I fucking hate these people, but like as long as they give me money, I'll give them rides. And he's, and again, it's yeah. just come in the car. Like you, you just want this around so that you can bitch about it, and yeah. you have all this latent rage that you don't know how to process, and so you're gonna invite shit that pisses you off into your life so that you can justify it. He's got sweet I've Todd. I've seen it yeah. so many times. Men do this constantly. It's not anything new. He's got Sweeney Todd syndrome. <sighs> he's just like. There's no place like London. It's full of shit. I'm yeah. gonna kill everyone. Like yeah. maybe don't do that right away. Yeah. Maybe seek therapy. Yeah. Um. I know that's less of a fun movie to watch, <laughs> but like I don't know. Um. By the way, just a quick note. Um. I've come in here with uh notes written on receipts <laughs> and paper, and for the first time, my notes are written on a McDonald's bag. I noticed that. Yeah. It's I very can't. on brand for us. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, yeah, let's see here. Just some history on the movie. Um, uh, it was written by Paul Schrader, and this 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 also made me like, because uh, it's very uh, when when you hear it, you'll understand. He was in a, he was in a lonely and alienated position. He was post divorce and post breakup. Oh, wait, uh, what? Post divorce like, and post breakup? Like he got divorced and he had like a girlfriend, and then she broke up with him. So like. Twice broken up with. Okay, well, I post breakup and post breakup. If we want to go, if we okay. want to go there, well, I, I know I'm not even done. Okay, sorry. He was post divorce, post breakup, living in his car, and um, apparently he stayed in an ex's apartment while she was gone for a month and wrote this script in a month. Which, yeah, yeah. like, so you got dumped and had to live in your car. So you're gonna write about the skunk pussies? <laughs> like that's your first go to got it like watch out for this motherfucker like yeah if some dude like showed you this script and you were like um weren't you living in your car like <laughs> a month ago are you okay like <laughs> have we talked about it like you know yeah um so there's that um so this also kind of threw me um in regards to Scorsese he says he mentions like the religious symbolism of this film which I was like, what? Huh? I know. And here's what I it says. I that. He says, um, you could compare Bickle to a saint who wants to cleanse or purge his mind and body of weakness. And I can tell you, as I, I am a professional at this, basically, um, that's not what a saint is. <laughs> a saint does not want to cleanse or purge the earth. Um, a saint is uh, loves everyone and is a good, n- nice person. <laughs> 
sometimes they suffer and they're martyrs for the cause, things like that. But uh, no saint was ever like, I'm going to kill all these skunk pussies. Um, Unless I missed uh, St. Bickle in um, Catholic school. I don't know, but... Travis Bickle is not... No, he's not a saint. He is Rorschach from Watchmen. Or he wants to be Rorschach from Watchmen, but he yeah. is ineffective at it. Like, why do people try to play that card? Like, it's religious! Like, I've not seen no. uh, Aronofsky's mother yet. Oh, yet. Boy. I'm definitely going to. No, me too. I'm like, <laughs> I know I'm going to hate this. Definitely but going to. that makes to. me want to see it. Yeah, which they know. They're marketing it like that now, but that's a yeah. whole thing. But everyone keeps being like, it's religious symbolism. And I'm like, isn't everything? If you're going to play yeah. that card, like, yeah. I mean, come on. So that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of the trivia on this movie, I was like, come on. Yeah. Let's get into Sybil Shepard's character. Oh, yeah. Well, first, let's let's do this. How many women do you think talk in this movie? Oh, wow. Uh, is it two? Uh, I counted five. Okay. Were they, like, people in porn movies or something talking? It's like... <laughs> no, I actually... I didn't count that. I okay. counted, like, the girl at the concession stand. Oh, yeah. Like, who was iconic. Oh, my God. That poor woman. Yes. Like, imagine having that job. Yep. Um, concession stand at the porn theater. Mm. Uh, Sybil Shepard. Um, Jodie Foster. Also, poor lady. Jodie Foster. Poor girl. Um, Jodie Foster has a friend who talks to her. Also, poor girl. And then there was, like, some rando. I don't remember who said something. But, like, every woman in this movie is just like, oh, my God. You poor thing. Yeah. Like... You didn't deserve any of this. Yeah, no. You don't deserve to be in this movie. You deserve a better movie. <laughs> I really don't understand why they even bother with the Sybil Shepherd storyline. Yeah. It makes... You could have had the entire storyline with the senator mm-hmm. without her character. It makes no sense to me. Unless I'm missing something. It makes no sense to me to have this pseudo-relationship sort of... F- fizzle out, and then the rest of the movie goes from there. I'll tell you what, I do actually kind of like it, just because I think it is the most, like, it's so Reddit. Like, this is what, oh my like, God. watching this movie is, like, <laughs> Travis Bickle is a Twitter egg, or a Reddit user. Yeah. Like, and Brought that girl to porn theater. really solidifies it for me, because it's just like, I'm going to grab this woman basically I'm going to obsess about her from afar then I'm just going to go and and force myself into her life Um, then I'm going to actively make her uncomfortable and like do things that should piss her off I'm going to do that intentionally and then when she does get pissed off I'm going to fucking rage at her and make her like talk about how she's the bitch and then I'm gonna lose my shit and I'm gonna blame her for rejecting me for causing me to lose my shit and like classic dudes yeah it's classic man yeah um which is why i i i mean i hate it and i hate watching it but i also kind of appreciate that being in there because i can be like uh yeah this is why we fucking don't like nice guy reddit dudes because like they're travis bickle and they're gonna fucking try to shoot a bunch of people yeah uh, and you could say that like this is very much a skylar white situation where like yeah it just it is a very vivid portrayal of men being horrible, toxic masculinity being horrible, and the women around having to suffer. Yeah. So, I mean, you could say that they do serve a purpose in this movie, but it sucks when women's only purpose in films is to be the sounding board for horrible men. Yeah. That's the shit that sucks. Yeah. Um, It's just, like, I know that's not the point of the movie, but I just want to see Sybil Shepard, like, 
you know, have some success and, like, find a nice man who respects and and values her and, like, backs off when he's not wanted and, like, I just want to see her, like, you know, like, she just deserves better. I did like the fact, because I've never seen this movie before, mm-hmm. so whenever she walked out after the porn movie incident, mm-hmm. I was, like, so sure, like, oh, she's gonna take him back somehow. I liked yeah. that she really did not. She was not seen again until the end of the film. Yeah. I did appreciate the fact that I was like, nope, you fucked up, she's gone. Yeah. Um, I want to play this clip. This is when, uh, Travis first confronts Betsy IRL. Betsy is Sybil Shepard's yeah. name. Um, and, like, I guess tells her he wants to fuck her. I mean, not really, but that's basically what happens. Uh, <laughs> just so you can understand what kind of a fucking person and what kind of a fucking relationship this is. Hi. I'd like to volunteer. Great. I'll take you right over here. So I'd rather volunteer to her if you don't mind. Why do you feel that you have to volunteer to me? Because I think that you are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Yeah. What a nice okay. boy. But what do you think of Palantine? Charles Palantine, the man you're volunteering to help elect presidents. Well, I'm sure he'll make a good president. I don't know exactly what his policies are, but I'm sure he'll make a good one. You want a canvas? Yeah, I'll canvas. How do you feel about the senator's stand on welfare? I don't really know the senator's stand on welfare, but I'm sure it's a good stand. You sure? Yeah. Well, we all work together here full time, day and night, so if you would just like to step over there, I'm sure that the general will sign you. The thing is, I I drive a taxi at night, so it's kind of hard for me to to work in the day. So, uh, then what exactly do you want? Would you like to come have some coffee and pie with me? Why? Why? Yeah. I'll tell you why. I think you're a lonely person. I drive by this place a lot, and I see you here. I see a lot of people around you, and I see all these phones and all this stuff on your desk. That means nothing. Then when I came inside and I met you, I saw in your eyes, and I saw the way you carried yourself, that you're not a happy person. And I think you need something. And if you want to call it a friend, you can call it a friend. You're going to be my friend? Yeah. What do you say? It's a little hard standing here and asking you something. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, okay. Oh, it's hard for you? (laughs) Oh, really? It's hard for you? Like... You walked in her place of work, dude. Um... Yeah, this is... It's incredible how timeless the nice guy <laughs> stereotype is. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was so fascinating to watch. This is a part of this movie that I, I did actually really get into and why I love this storyline is yeah. because it's just like, oh my god, this, like, stereotypical Reddit nice guy trope thing has been around since before the internet. Yeah. You know? Like, men have always thought that the tiniest bit of decency... Um, means that they're entitled to a relationship with a woman, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god. It Incredible. Ju- it's ju- yeah. Like, uh, and I don't understand how, I don't think going through Vietnam, I mean, I don't want to step on any toes here, but 
What part of um, fighting in the Vietnam War makes you want to take a woman to a porn film? Like, yeah, who it does, does feel who, like a little bit of a of a like? Oh, you know, like Travis does not. He shows some symptoms of like PTSD, but those are not the same thing as yeah. like the shit he does. To that's this like woman. that's race car kid behavior right there. Taking a woman to yeah. a porn film on a first date. She got the fuck out right. She knew what was up. She, yeah. So homegirl has experience. She knows what's up. She, she left. Thank God. Yeah. But that's so... I was like... It, it, I mean, obviously, ew. Yeah. But, like, why... I don't understand why someone would do that. Is that just a, the reason, like, he's fucked up? Like, I don't... No, it's like... <laughs> it's the same... It's the come in the car again. It's just <laughs> doing something that will... Get her, cause a disruption yeah. and piss you off. Yep. You're pissing her off so that she will reject you and so that you can be mad at her for rejecting you. Like, it's just so obvious yeah. that it's just, this is a man who just seeks out reasons to be upset. And already, already defending shit when you know it's gonna go belly up. Like, yeah. whenever he was like, I see couples here all the time. Like, yeah. that right, you you know. Yeah. You know it's not gonna go well. You yeah, know you it's not. you didn't think for one no. second that this was gonna be a chill chilly received thing yeah you knew this was gonna happen and you wanted it Mm. um i hate men yeah (laughs) let's talk about his relationship with the other prominent female character in this movie jodie foster which is her second appearance on the podcast i believe i believe so uh silence of the lambs that was our first episode oh no second episode yep um yeah that was the last time we saw her she's now she was great then she's great in this movie um incredible um and just very, again, um, around to, I guess, uh, illustrate this kind of white knight syndrome yep. that he has, where it's like, I'm a good person, I'm a nice guy, because this yep. teen prostitute mm-hmm. um, is suffering, even though she doesn't realize it, and I'm gonna save her, and I'm gonna kill everyone around her, yep. and leave her even more isolated than she was before. And it's um, it sucks because like he, when he's talking to her, he sort of he sort of is technically right. He, like you know, he's yeah. like you should not be here. You yes. are a baby. You should be home. But like, dude, who are you to what? It's because you know what his motivations yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, and you know this is just an ego trip for him to feel like a righteous man. Yeah, who is wiping the filth out of the earth mm-hmm. when it's just so much more complicated and nuanced than that. And to yeah, he is technically right, but he's just ignoring so much, like, death yeah. and so much else that's going on. And it's not your battle. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't help people in need, obviously, but, like, clearly this is not your battle. Yeah. Like... Yeah, <laughs> like, the best thing you can do is to, like, be there for her and say, like, I want you to be safe and happy and I'm gonna do what I can yeah. to help you, but I can't force you. And it's it's one and of those, I'm not yeah. gonna kill everyone in your support network exactly. just because the support network is not great. Him trying to save Jodie Foster it may have been more honorable and enjoyable to watch if an hour ago he wasn't like all the filth and skunk pussies on the street. Like yeah. he already is against everyone in the city, so him trying to save her doesn't feel right because he, yeah. he hates everyone. Yeah, because so it, we know what it is. Yeah. We know it's this focus of his rage that is kind of acceptable. It's a reason for him to hulk out and kill a bunch of people and still technically feel okay about it. Yep. Um, Yeah, it's just like an acceptable outlet. Um, 
let's just play a little bit of this conversation because he only has like kind of two or three real conversations with her. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the second one. The first one, he like buys a little bit of her time and yep. instead of like fucking her, it's just like, let me help you, let me get you out of here. And she's just like, Dude, no, like it's complicated. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's more complicated than you think. Um, and then he kind of gets her to agree to meet him for breakfast the next day and just like be friends, which actually was like kind of the right move on his part. To yeah, just be like, well, let me be a part of your life and offer you support. Like, yep. that was good. Um, he just yeah, he just kind of goes the wrong way with it. Yeah. Um, but you know. He started all right, but anyway, here's a conversation when they're at they're at breakfast. Why do you want me to go back to my parents? I mean, they hate me. Why do you think I split in the first place? There ain't nothing there. Yeah, but you can't live like this. It's a hill. Girls should live at home. Didn't you ever hear of women's lib? What do you mean women's lib? You sure a young girl? You should be at home now. You should be dressed up. You should be going out with boys. You should be going to school. You know, that kind of stuff. God, you square. Hey, I'm not square. You're the one that's square. You're full of shit, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? You, you walk out with those fucking creeps and lowlifes and degenerates out on the street and you sell your, sell your little pussy for nothing, man? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Stands in a hall. I'm, the, I'm square. You're the one that's square, man. I don't go school and fuck with a bunch of killers and junkies the way you do. You call that being hip? What world are you from? I just want to interject and say this is extremely dad being like, what? Drugs aren't cool. Not doing drugs is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Who's a killer? That guy sports a killer. That's who's a killer. Sport never killed. He killed someone. He's a what? I'm a Libra too. That's why we get along so well. That's why I thought of that too. Yeah. Looks like a killer to me. I think that that cancers make the best lovers, but yeah, baby. God, my whole family are air signs. He's also a dope shooter. So what makes you so high and mighty? Will you tell me that? Didn't you ever try looking in your own eyeballs in the mirror? Her sunglasses are dope. Oh hell yes. I mean, she looks great this entire movie. Yeah. When? When you leave. I don't know, I'll just leave them, I guess. You're just gonna leave? Yeah, they got plenty of other girls. Yeah, but you just can't do that. What are you gonna do? What do you want me to do? Call the cops? Well, the cops don't do nothing, you know that. Hey, look, Sport never treated me bad. I mean, he didn't beat me up or anything like that once. But you can't allow him to do the same to any girl. Yeah, I do want to mention um, Sport. That's the pimp's name, played yes. by National Treasure's Harvey Keitel. Yeah, um, dead ass looks like uh, Tommy Wiseau in the room <laughs> in, in this movie. Yeah, he has the exact hair, like the clothing, like the hat. Like he he looks like Tommy Wiseau. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, it really threw me, especially with like the disaster artist being whole thing. It was very fresh in my brain. I was yeah. like, oh, weird. 
Weird. Yeah. Um, trying to think of the other notes I have here. Do we have uh, any review rewinds to break out? We do. I didn't really write down a lot because this movie was so acclaimed by everyone. Yeah, so I didn't want to just I'm like sure. I didn't want to jerk its dick anymore by being like reading out every little thing. But I will say that um, Ebert said it was one of the best films he'd ever seen. Wow. When he reviewed this, so that's high praise. That's high praise. Yeah. Um, he. I I do want to segue with this though Ebert um, the most iconic scene in this film and in many films um, uh, there's a certain scene we're going to play here in a minute I'm sure and Ebert says this is the truest line in the film Uh, he says like it's just it's he just goes on and write the whole thing down but he was like it's the truest line in the film it shows who he is and what he's trying to do and this was frustrating to me because I've heard this line all my life everyone has everyone knows you've heard this so I really thought it was going to be some big epic moment, and seeing it in the movie was so anticlimactic. Yeah, it was nothing at all. I was like, "This is what we've been quoting for years." Is this? Yeah. I mean, you hear "Frankly Scarlet," I don't give a damn. You hear "Feeling yeah. Lucky Punk," all this shit. And I was like, "This, this is in the pantheon of cinema." Yeah. Didn't get it. slightly more edgy than Liz Lemon talking to herself in the mirror like stop sweating you bitch yeah like it's I don't okay every what? talking in the mirror scene in um fuck Issa Rae's show what's it called again I insecure insecure is better than this talking in the mirror scene Roger Ebert said um it's the truest line in the film Travis Bickle's desperate need to make some kind of contact somehow to share or mimic the effortless social interaction he sees all around him but does not participate in no that's not what he's doing no. he's literally like practicing fighting people with guns yeah he's not practicing social interaction chat at a party whatever I said that weird but you know what I mean he's not practicing his small talk yeah. he's uh, practicing his cool badass lines he's gonna say before he blows someone's brains out yeah and like all of this critique or whatever we're talking about I'm not saying this movie's bad and I'm not saying you know it's dumb or whatever but I don't I was just particularly frustrated by this scene because it is so iconic that line and I was like like I said, I was just like this. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Like there's not. That I don't. Much. I don't know what I was expecting. I guess, but I was just so let down. Yeah. There's no <laughs> like. It's not a climactic scene. There's not like really anything going on. It's just like him rehearsing badass one-liners to say before shooting someone in the face. Yeah. Um. And speaking of climactic, so, um, I watched this movie. Then I did research post movie, mm-hmm. and all the everything I read was like talking about this very iconic climactic shootout scene. Yeah. 
I personally did not find this that... I mean, like, everyone kept talking about how graphic and bloody and crazy it is, and I didn't think it was that crazy. Mm-hmm. Is this just another thing because I'm a millennial, so I've seen it all? Yeah. Yeah, again, <laughs> I think that that is just, like, a symptom of the the time. Like, Bonnie and Clyde, you know, that scene was so shocking when it came out, but yeah. we watched it and we're like, yeah, okay. They apparently had to, like, um, desaturate the color of the blood yeah. to make this, like, get an R rating, and I'm like... That's a I... weird thing to have to do. I don't know. Okay. And I'm a person that is... is I'm not, um, <coughs> like... Hardcore, like yeah. like I am affected like by violence. In fact, thinking of Drive, yeah. the first time I saw Drive, I really didn't like it because it was so violent and I wasn't ready for it and I was shook. Yeah. So I, I am easily shaken. I don't like horror films. I'm yeah. shaken by shit. Yeah. So watching this, I was like, eh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So if we were going to reboot this movie. I actually kind of have some ideas. I think it would be fun to reboot this movie. I think um, so too. And really embrace the like. Twitter egg, Reddit troll yes. kind of aspect of it, set it in modern times and make it one of those guys. Yeah. And then have it be like a really accurate expose yeah. where we read these men and <laughs> show the world who they actually are. Yes. And that would be fun as hell. Yeah, like to, when get, it- to get women writing and directing this just like brutal yeah. takedown of like that kind of man. Now that's a movie I would be down to watch. Yeah, whenever I whenever we watch a movie and I think to myself, could we reboot this? A lot of times I'm like, mm, could we? I don't know. This time I was like, yeah, we could totally reboot this. Yeah, and it would be oh, good. Hey, do you want to know what it would be called? Do you want to know what it would be called? Do you want to know? Would it be called Uber Driver? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> zing, nailed it. Yeah, uh, who do you think should play Bickle? Um, ooh. I actually didn't really think about that, but you know, Adam Driver is the first name that comes to mind. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. See, I've been watching so much This Is Us that I was like, Sterling K. Brown. (laughs) But I mean, really, he is an excellent actor, and um, this movie does suffer from a lack of diversity, and I was reading about, um, reading trivia on the movie, and um, apparently... They had more, like, black people in this movie, mm-hmm. um, but they were, like, all playing bad guys. Yeah. So Scorsese was like, actually, let's make them not. So yeah. so there's less POC, but it, that doesn't make it better, one of those situations, you know? Yeah. So I, I think it would be cool to have Sterling K. Brown in a lead role. He's awesome. I really want to see him become just, like, super duper famous. And he can do this dark-sided thing, I think. So I'm saying Sterling K. Brown, but I could see I Adam think, I, well, I, I see what you're saying, but I feel like it's kind of essential to this that it be a white man, because I don't think that, like, That's true. non-white if, men really yeah, if, be, if, exhibit the same types of behaviors on this scale. I'm not saying that, like, yeah. all men are not capable of Watch being insecure. terrible. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that it is probably more pointed if it is a white man, but there's no reason why we can't add some fucking badass women of color to mm-hmm. this cast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know, have our Sybil Shepherd be, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sybil Shepherd is iconic, by the yeah. way. I love oh, that yes. bitch. Um, she does an amazing job in that show, um, The Client List. <laughs> Lifetime television star oh Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's incredible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a little side note, it's on Netflix. Um, this movie, also a note that I wrote down, um, the music, I really actually enjoyed it in this movie. It's yeah. very much that noir, yeah. New York, saxophone, jazz yeah, kind of so thing. so much about this movie is well made. Yeah, I really just good. can't connect with it. But there was a certain, like, uh, recurring line in the music, like mm-hmm. the saxophone or something, that sounded so much like a part of the Law & Order theme. 
I kept thinking it was gonna go do 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 do, but it would just go do do do. And I was like, finish it. <laughs> just a little. I'm crazy. Um, one of those little things. Um, do you think there's like fan fiction for Taxi Driver? I'm sure there are some like teens going through a phase who have written some, like, Travis Bickle monologue shit, but I doubt that there's a lot of it. Yeah, there's not really, but I am gonna say there is, technically. Um, AO3, there wasn't a lot. There's a lot of weird, like, AU kind of shit, or, like, written in Japanese. I don't even know what it said. (laughs) But there was one that was, um, is called The Fruit is for Everyone. And it's a crossover, and the the uh, summary is Travis picks up trap uh, Travis sorry picks up Patrick Bateman in his taxi. Oh my god, no! <laughs> Why? Um, imagine being in that taxi. Why are you people like this? <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't read it because I love myself. Yeah, <laughs> but it is out there if you're interested in a in a the crossover of um, American. Psycho and uh, Taxi Driver is out there. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a good, like, 1K, too. It wasn't like a 200 word. It was, it was, you know. Oh, my God. It was thought out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also, one quick piece of trivia. Um, in 2011, Scorsese said that if he could go back in time, he would shoot Taxi Driver in 3D. What? He said, imagine how intimidating, amazing possibilities. Huh? <laughs> In his defense, it was 2011. Uh, that was kind of more hot back then. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am baffled. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. You talking to me? Finger and face. Uh. 3D glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what he had in mind. <laughs> Imagine the possibility. Oh my god! Oh, also, I would just like to shout out this movie for inspiring the title of my favorite podcast, You Talking You Too to Me, uh, hosted by Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott, the podcast that made me genuinely love the band You Too. Oh my god, I love You Too. But yes, I love You Talking You Too to Me, yes. Yeah, incredible show, and an incredible title. Um... (laughs) It's good rock and roll uh, music. (laughs) If this movie gave us one... Oh, yeah. One gift. It was that. It gave us the title of the podcast about the music of U2. So worth it. Worth it. Worth it for that. (laughs) For that specific thing. So, you know, when I came into your apartment to record this podcast, I was like, eh, not iconic. But we had such good, like, talk about it and, yeah. like, discussion. I'm kind of leaning maybe toward iconic. Yeah, I'm going to give it an iconic. I'm going to say that I don't enjoy watching it. Yeah. Um, And I did not connect with it emotionally, which is important to me because I am a wildly emotional person. Yeah. Um, But I think it deserves to be deemed iconic. Um, And I think especially during the day, like, the time that it came out that it deserved to be iconic. If someone made this movie today, I would probably not, not so much. Um, I would not see it as being very radical or interesting or new, Uh, but for the time that it was made, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot. (gasps) I'm sorry. It's okay. Probably wasn't important. (laughs) Um, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I know what it was. Um, I'm really excited to watch more Scorsese movies on this podcast because I haven't seen like a lot, a lot. Yeah. But anytime I see a Scorsese or a Scorsese movie, I either a enjoy it or b I don't enjoy it per se, but I recognize that it's a really well made film. Yeah. I think he's a really good director. I, yeah. I'm not gonna add like a wow, a hot take there. I know. I saw. Wow, I saw, we're gonna come out and say it on the podcast. Shut up! Good director. I was about to say that I'm not gonna act like this is a revolutionary opinion, <laughs> but as someone who has not seen a lot of these iconic films and is watching them, I sort of recognize these things now. We're like yeah. an iconic director, like Coppola. Okay. I can watch a movie and be like, but yeah. I've enjoyed this man and his films. Yeah. So far, like I remember when Shutter Island came out back in 2009 or something. I was like, I wasn't crazy about it, but I it was really good. Yeah. Like yeah. You know. I didn't think that was possible, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. Scorsese. Solid guy. Solid, solid dude. Solid, solid filmmaker. Great eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, you have anything else to say about this? I don't this? think so. I, I think I, we really got any, into everything. I liked watch, uh, talking about it. Yeah, I really did too. We had any, a lot to say. If anybody has any input, tweet at us at Iconic Podcast. Let us know. Cause, yeah. Um, yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Visit our website at hashtagiconic.com. If you are interested in checking out more episodes. They are out there. Um, thanks for listening, and we love you. Bye. I always love you. Iconic. <laughs>